0: Welcome to the Dirty Lie podcast, a podcast about facts, figures, and weird things from the past. I'm your host, Det, and I'm here with my co-host,
1: TMT. I'm happy to be here. It's fun to, you know, do this episode with Dez and just really get into it. Shall we?
0: Yes, we shall. But before we get into it, I want to tell all listeners of the Dirty Lie podcast that we are having a live show on the 7th of October at 6 p.m. at Echo Hotel as part of the Kuramo book festival this year so if you'd love to listen to us or kiki with us or laugh with us in person then you can do that it is free you just have to go to kuramo.com and register or you can find it on our instagram
1: again that's echo hotel on the
0: 7th of october friday the 7th of october 2022
1: yeah also you got to be part of an episode so you know a <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, instead of just watching from the sidelines, you can join in on the fun. Alright, see you soon. So this week's topic... Tim Tyre, I have something special for you.
1: I love special things. Please tell me. Tell me what it is.
0: We are doing Dictators and Their Daughters.
1: Wow. Yes. Yes, please.
0: <laughs> we did Dictators and Their Sons, and I was like, um, the girls gotta get involved. And I've chosen daughters that were really their father's true
1: They didn't fall fall far from the tree.
0: Yeah. They would have been the true heirs to their fathers, but they did not have penises. Penises. Yeah, did not have penises. Where do we see that happen? Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Literally everywhere. I have a quote for you. So can you remember when we talked about Caligula? Yes, ma'am. Caligula the Mad Emperor. You know he had a daughter. What was her name? Julia Drusilla. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was considered a chip off the old block. She died when she was just a year and a half. But I'm going to read out this quote from Suetonius.
1: Sorry, when you say a year and a half, what do you mean?
0: She died when she was a toddler. Okay. So Suetonius writes that Caligula knew that she was his own for no better reason than her savage temper, which was such that even in her infancy, she would attack with her nails, the face and eyes of the children at play with her.
1: (laughs) Wow. Okay yeah um he was like oh that's my that's my baby that's he was
0: like look at how violent she is that's my (laughs) (laughs) baby julia
1: he he was proud of it
0: it's caligula of course he was proud of it (laughs) caligula um for anyone who's trying to remember where that is from we spoke about him the mad emperor who declared war on the sea Mm -hmm. he was killed in 41 ad um when the romans were like we've had enough." And Julia was also killed along with her parents. Uh, oh, she had her head bashed against a wall.
1: These Romans. Yeah. These Roman. So,
0: today we're going to talk about three daughters of three dictators. The dictators I've chosen are Mussolini, the fascist leader of Italy, and Hitler's BFF during the Second World War.
1: Another Roman.
0: Oh, okay, you can say that. Um, I've also chosen. Saddam Hussein. Yes, we are mm. back again with the Husseins of Iraq. It's a very interesting family. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and I've chosen Duvalier, Papa Doc, one of the longest-serving dictators of Haiti, the first black nation in the world. So, what have I told you about life expectancy of people who love dictators' daughters?
1: It's very, very short.
0: Um, so. Edda Mussolini the daughter of first daughter and first child of Benito Mussolini was married to Ciano, who was killed by her father when he voted against him during the second world war and after her husband was killed Edda escaped to Switzerland disguised as a peasant woman and she managed to smuggle out wartime diaries which had been hidden in her clothing by none other than Emilio Pucci so that's fact number one.
1: There's, there's a lot to, to unpack in that fact. Okay. Literally, quite literally. Um.
0: <laughs> Raghad Hussein was the first daughter of Saddam Hussein. Her husband, Hussein Kamal, was killed by her father. And she still supported her father after this. She was a trained lawyer. Yes, we have a lawyer. I found a first daughter that's a lawyer. She was a trained lawyer and she served not only as her dad's lawyer after the invasion of Iraq by America, but also a lawyer of the person who threw a shoe at George W. Bush. Remember the man who threw a shoe at Bush?
1: Yeah, shoe gates. She,
0: yeah, she joined his legal team. She was like, man, was making sense. <laughs> That's fact number two. And number three, Marie Denise Duvalier, daughter of Francois. Duvalier, also known as Papa Doc, was married to a man who her father threatened to kill mm. and when her father took the man to his private prison she pulled up with a machine gun and said, if my beloved does not walk out of there alive I will blow you to smithereens
1: Can, I, can you do that with a machine gun? Do what? Blow a person to smithereens.
0: smithereens. Yeah. What do you think? You, I mean, if you can't do it with a machine gun, what can you do it with? She pulled up with a machine gun on mm. her father. And yeah, she basically told her dad, knock if you buck. <laughs> like. <laughs> These men, if
1: you show you,
0: (laughs) (laughs) if you show for you, try and kill my husband. She's looking at all the husbands of the other uh, people around here, and she's like, Nah, I'm not going out like Edda, I'm not going out like Raghad. Um, also, fun fact Marie Denise once dated Mohammed Fayyad, the father of Dodi Fayyad, Princess Diana's boyfriend that she died with.
1: Wow, wow, yeah,
0: okay. So, you have we have our facts for today, Tim Taylor.
1: Um, let me see. Dirty lie, dirty. Um,
0: do you need like a refresher?
1: Yeah, just go through it one more time,
0: okay? You have Edda Mussolini one, her daddy killed her husband, two, she escaped to Switzerland dressed as a peasant with war diaries sewn into her clothes by Emilio Pucci, the designer. Two, you have Raghad Hussein, daughter of Saddam Hussein, who was a lawyer and whose husband was also killed by her father and who defended him yeah defended him when the americans came and also defended the guy who threw a shoe at george w bush and the last one is marie denise duvalier who pulled up on her dad with a machine gun
1: i'm going to say the dirty lie is machine gun marie
0: oh can you do me a favor tim Taylor? i'm so happy for you just press on that button that lets them know you got this wrong wow Mary's pulled up on daddy with a gun
1: wow so the dirty lie is benito
0: no the dirty lie is ragad hussein she actually became known as the godmother of terrorism because she became an isis supporter um <laughs> But the person who served on Saddam Hussein's legal team And the person who served on the legal team of the man who threw his shoe at George W. Bush Is Aisha Gaddafi
1: Oh, Gaddafi Come on, man
0: Gaddafi's daughter
1: Mm, That's not fair, that's not fair Gaddafi's daughter This is not cool at all
0: How is it not cool? This is trickery I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry So which one should we start with?
1: Um, The lawyer please
0: Okay I got you So Muammar Gaddafi had 8 children From his 2 wives And his eldest daughter Was Aisha Gaddafi so in 2000, after sanctions were imposed on Iraq, Aisha traveled to Baghdad with a delegation of 69 officials shortly before the invasion of Iraq in 2003. She met Saddam Hussein then. She also, in the same 2000, Ayesha is a firebrand, in the same 2000, she gave a speech in Hyde Park, London in support the provisional irish republican army yeah. when questioned about her support for the ira she stated i have always been a supporter of all liberation movements
1: <laughs> okay.
0: britain is britain and ireland is ireland <laughs> how,
1: how, how did how did the ira feel about that
0: i mean i don't know they gave her a chance to speak so i'm sure they were like this is nice
1: But they they did not know who she was.
0: As in Gaddafi's daughter?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, Gaddafi kind of saw himself as like, I'm going against the Italians because they tried to colonize us. Or the West tries to put African countries down. And I'm a defender of the weak. Mm. And I think she bought into that. And then she globalized it. But she also applied it to Iraqi insurgents, saying, When you have an occupying army coming from abroad, raping your women and killing your people, Mm -hmm. it is only legitimate that you fight them. She was a UN ambassador, a UN Goodwill Ambassador for Libya until 2011 when they stripped her of her ambassadorial roles and she was not a fan of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. I can see why. Yeah I mean the Libyan civil war she asked for an international organization to call for a mediation during the civil war that would exclude Obama and Clinton. She was like let's get to the table and talk but don't bring those two. They are bad vibes <laughs> like they're gonna mess everything up for everyone. <laughs> Let America sit this one out. But yeah, she actually joined Saddam Hussein's defense team um, in 2004 before, you know, he was executed. And her charity, she was the head of a charity called Wa Atasimo, which defended Al-Zaidi, who was the man who faced charges after he hurled his shoes at George W. Bush.
1: Mm. Well, I like the way Bush dodged that shoe, It was very good form.
0: Guy, he judged both. I was how, that was actually when I knew Bush was not a work But he just was pretending to be
1: Also if you look at his life it was Once he was like athletic And he was like One of those popular Jockey kids
0: Fair Okay I, I finally figured out What she was called They used to call her The Claudia Schaefer Schaefer? How do I say that? Schaefer The Claudia Schaefer Of North Africa She had dyed blonde hair
1: Ah I see do you, yeah. do, Does she look good? Yeah Yeah? Yeah She's, she's working it <laughs>
0: She is working it. She has such a stern look, but I like her look. Like, it's it's also soft. She's a cutie, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, she suffered a lot as... As, like, children of powerful people do, she she suffered a lot. Her husband died, not as a result of her father, but her husband died during the 20, uh, July bombings of Gaddafi's compound. Her son also died with her brother, oh, like, wow. in a NATO airstrike. She actually sued NATO. It was NATO airstrikes that killed a significant part of her family. Nice. She also petitioned the judges of the International Criminal Court for what? Against NATO. She said that she wanted them to investigate the murder of her father and her brother, fair enough. I mean, it would be hard to lose your husband, father, brother, son, okay. but that was the lie. It was Brad- a good <laughs> yeah, now let's talk about the godmother of terror.
1: Yeah, and why don't we save her for last?
0: Okay, let's save her for last. Let's save mm. Raghad for last because the Husseins are something else. Let's go into Marie Denise Duvalier, bro. I like her swag. She <laughs> <laughs> okay first of all duvaliers had three daughters marie denise nicole and simone marie denise was the eldest francois duvalier was a dictator of haiti i'm going to give a little background because i feel like a lot of people might not know much about francois but i need you to know who her dad was and then i need you to understand who she pulled up on (laughs) with he gone so Francois Duvalier was a doctor, which is why he was known as Papa Doc. He loved being called Papa Doc by the people of Haiti. And he was a very smart man. So the, there was a US occupation of Haiti. From 1915 to 1934, and there was like a sense of national humiliation after the um, Americans left, and there was also a simmering distrust of the Catholic Church. So, like 90% of Haitians are actually Roman Catholic, but in an attempt to suppress Voodoo, which was the indigenous religion, there was a lot of um, antagonism, and you know, you know, you know how it happens now when they yeah, land and stuff like that. So, like a lot of Haitians would practice both Voodoo. And Catholicism. Both of them had one God, and da da da. So they'd practice it side by side.
1: They would mix the religions together. They would turn and, like um, Orishas into saints and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So he tapped into this sense of national humiliation, uh, anger, or the distrust against the church. And they had a huge racial problem in Haiti because you had the mulatto class i'm going to call it mulatto class even though i know that it's not a pc word anymore but in haiti there's a designated class like mulatto you have colored in south africa you would not say colors in america but it's a designated understood racial segment mm. so in haiti you have the mulattoes who are mixed race who are lighter skinned and who were i think about 10 to 15 percent of the population but who ran the country they were the most powerful they were the wealthiest and then you had the noirs the blacks you know majority of the country who were poor who were marginalized or the working class and he had the mulatto ruling class so he tapped into this and because he was a doctor he used to travel around Haiti and cure people but he used to like say it was his voodoo not his doctorness. <laughs> i do not how to say this. he yeah. was he was actually funded by USAID but um of course he he, was. yeah in the beginning like when he was a doctor not when he was a candidate oh you mean he, like
1: um just as a yeah, scholarship
0: yeah, kind of yeah and mm. He was curing people from something called Yao, which is like a tropical disease they have there, and malaria and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he taps into all these things, his blackness, the anti-Catholism, this idea that he's a spiritual being, runs for president, wins. And when he was running, even the military supported him. Everyone just thought he's this country doctor. You know, he's a small guy. He was, he was not a very tall man. Just a small black man and apparently he'd meet with the mulattos and he's like, I know outside I'm saying I don't fucks with y'all, but he married a mulatto. So he's like, I'm not one of you and I'm saying outside that I'm going to destroy your stuff, but it's just rhetoric, right? Yeah. So even the mulatto ruling class were at his back. He had <laughs> a lot of support. He was like a popularly elected democratic president. Everyone thought, oh man, this is going to be lovely. What? He, deci- he decimated their military he had his own private army called like the Tonton Makut mm-hmm. which was just like yeah you know like Saddam Hussein also had his they were called the martyrs of Saddam anytime someone has a personalized force you know you're in trouble yeah. so he had his own uh, personal army they came to outnumber the Haitian military 20 to 1 wow yeah He also, oh, I have another guy who's given us his own version of the Lord's Prayer.
1: (laughs) You know, it's crazy, like, the amount of dictators that have been doctors first.
0: I know he was. I don't know anyone else who was a doctor. Who was a doctor?
1: Um, I guess you have guys like, um, what's his name? Assad. Ah,
0: yeah, Assad. Mm. Um, He was like an ophthalmologist or something, an eye doctor.
1: Yeah, but he was, you know, a doctor. Then you have, um, what do you call them? I, I don't want to call them dictators, but they're like prominent politicians in corrupt countries.
0: Such as.
1: Um, you know, when you think about it, it'll come to your head. I do They'll, like when
0: you do this because you you like me to carry the basic of this podcast of my head. And then you don't know, form shy. We're all in this together, darling. If they uh, carry I mean, me, they are carrying you. <laughs> so um duvalier had his li- also like so this guy's voted in he takes like a hundred a hundred people who oppose him arrests him he has his own private military like everyone realized wow we misjudged him we've made a mm-hmm. mistake he then asked the legislature to proclaim him incorruptible leader of great majority of the haitian people renovator of the republic chief of the revolution and spiritual father of the nation which is a very light title, I'm not going to lie. Compared Spiritual to Mobutu, though. Sese Seko and Idi I mean, This Emperor is light. <laughs> like, all this Emperor for Life. What did Idi say? Defeater of the Great Britain and Uganda in particular, and <laughs> Africa in general. <laughs> Bro. Or, like, uh, what was it, Mobutu's own? A warrior that leaves fire and smoke in his wake or something. Like, I hate these guys. I hate all of them. <laughs> <short. laughs> This is light stuff, but First I prefer of name, queen
1: of the andals. <laughs> like, <what's laughs> the, what are we doing here?
0: I prefer Duvalier's version of the Lord's Prayer to President Banana. <laughs> I remember President Banana's um, Lord's Prayer,
1: I remember, I remember it vaguely.
0: Duvalier's own reads like it's a joke, but kids had to say this in school. Our doc, who art in the National Palace for Life,
1: Jax.
0: hallowed be thy name by present and future generations thy will be done at port-au-prince and in the provinces give us this day our new haiti and never give the trespasses of anti-patriots who spit every day on our country let Mm. them succumb to temptation and under the weight of their venom deliver them not from any evil it goes on what the hell
1: mm 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 Mm, mm, what does mm, mm, what does
0: mm, mm. this mean
1: and the thing is like this is all in french right
0: yeah 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 this is all in french that, makes it, funny in french. that makes it funny up. i had that makes to actually me. read french sources and i was excited about the amount i did not have to translate i was like wow shout out to my parents not all of your school fees wasted <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so him and his tonton Marcoutes, which is haitian creole for boogeymen became a very feared power in 1959 after six abortive invasions of haiti and i'm putting invasions quote unquote because it's just like a uh, coup attempts mm. he had a serious heart attack that almost killed him and america which counted on him strongly as an anti-communist ally flew in teams of specialists from guantanamo bay mm and from Washington to treat him and save his life the last thing I would tell you oh my lordy Duvalier as I said like he really went into this voodoo stuff he would apparently kill a goat when he wanted to make decisions and read his entrails and stuff I don't Um, think I
1: don't take a jazz person that doesn't kill goats seriously so it's like the bare minimum
0: is the right like entry level so, um, Duvalier claimed that he killed JFK.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Um, upon hearing of the death of JFK, it was said that the Haitian president had stabbed his JFK voodoo doll 2,222 times. 22 being Duvalier's lucky number. He also became president on the 22nd of the month. And even though voodoo dolls are connected with Louisiana voodoo, and not Haitian voodoo, Duvalier did claim to have put a curse on JFK in retaliation for the aid drying up in the wake of Papa Doc's tyranny. So like the United States reduced their aid completely, except to the amounts they had to give as part of U.N.'s mission to curb malaria. Mm-hmm. So they basically like reduced their aid to like zero on their JFK, because mm-hmm. Papa Doc was murking people. It said he killed nearly thirty thousand people. Gosh.
1: Those are terrible numbers for a doctor. <laughs> Should have his okay. medical license revoked at the very least. I feel I feel like. Mm.
0: So now we're going to go to Papa Doc's daughter, Marie Denise. It was said that she would walk around the presidential palace in her dungarees with guns on each side of her swaying hips. <laughs> And she was apparently considered a very sexy young woman who was accustomed to getting her way as the first daughter of Papa Doc. Um, She was a catch- But instead of all the men of Haiti and Port-au-Prince who were trying to get her attention, she laid her eyes on a six-foot-seven presidential palace guard called Max Dominique.
1: Six-seven.
0: Max was married with children. But once Marie was swaying them hips with them guns in his face, he was like... Bye-bye, wifey. I'm moving on up. Things um, have changed.
1: Um, yeah. Mon Cherie, I, I go to the presidential palace now. I, I see you later. Do not call me.
0: Why do you sound Italian and not please, Haitian? <laughs> please, please do
1: not call me, my darling. I, I must go now. I love you. Bye-bye. I
0: love bye. you. Pizzu <laughs> Yeah, he said, Peace out. I'm going to marry the president's daughter. He's president for life. Sounds like a sweet gig. So he marries Mary, and the dictator was like, He's six foot seven. He's black. Because, you know, he's pro black, you know, mm-hmm. he's liking it. Mm-hmm. He promotes him, he gives him an important command. He quite likes the guy. He's like, Okay. However,
1: <laughs> FIFA is better than LIBO. <laughs> FIFA? Favor, it is, uh, it is. How do you say? It, it is, uh, better <laughs> Pro- is better than
0: labor. Favor is better than labor. Allah wabak. God, please. Help. Bus. Um, so yeah
1: I, I like it I like him I like I like to see people Getting in Because of, I, yeah, of I their wa- I Of
0: course you do um, I'm going to talk about 1967 Spring of 1967 So As often happens Unless They're married to brothers Like Ragad and Rana Hussein the sons-in-laws Always battle each other Can you remember Bokassa's daughters The Vietnamese mm-hmm. The son-in-law mm-hmm. Killed the baby Of the other son-in-law Like they're just Sons-in-laws they don't get on mm. so marie denise's younger sister nicole married a mulatto called albert i'm not going to pronounce the last name <laughs> and albert's sister was duvalier's private secretary but not only his private secretary she was also his voodoo priestess
1: okay
0: and his mistress that's a lot
1: mm. i'm to kind of, this. But, uh, okay yeah.
0: duvalier's personal secretary was his voodoo medium and priestess and also his mistress and also the senior sister of his daughter's husband. There's a lot going on here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I hope I hope you guys are still with me. Are you still with me? I'm still with you. I'm with you. I'm so with you. anyways, his, his daughter's husband start fighting each other. And Duvalier starts getting paranoid that the 6'7 Dominique is trying to go against him and do a little coup and is plotting against him
1: he may have designs on his throne
0: yes I'm sure the mistress has something to do with this honestly so in the spring of 1967 Duvalier arrests 19 young officers in the palace guard he arrests every single one of Dominique's friends these guys were actually all fiercely loyal to Duvalier but Albert other daughter's husband had convinced him that they were plotting against him. He then threw all the young men, so all of Dominique's friends, into jail. And then summoned dominique and other senior officers to the palace from there he led a convoy to fort dimanche dimanche was known as the place that men don't come back from you know that's where that's, like canada. Where, that's where people <laughs> entered and left in body bags
1: oh okay that's not like canada Huh? that's not like canada
0: mm now when he led this convoy of senior officers to fort dimanche to go and meet the 19 he had already thrown in there marie denise picks race and follows the convoy in her thunderbird
1: it's funny (laughs) guys this is so weird and random but i spent like two hours researching thunderbirds yesterday
0: are you serious
1: yeah, I know you're talking about the Ford car, but I'm talking about the um Native, the Native American mythology thing. A creature called the Thunderbird, and it's like this massive bird that brings about you know lightning and thunder during storms. But yeah, yeah go on, go on. It's just weird that like you said that. Huh?
0: I, I, I did not even know that was a thing. So yes. Yeah. She races behind the convoy with a gun under her seat. When she reached the road leading to Fort Dumanche, a road that was heavily guarded she stopped and sat there she didn't head to the photo it's not like she raced she raced all the way there and she didn't go to the fort she stopped at the like top of the road you know where the radio everybody has Mm walkie-talkie and she says if she did not see her beloved husband return to her alive she would blow her father to smithereens with the machine gun that she had on her seat
1: wow
0: she was like better radio daddy And tell him I'm here. Do you know what? I love that she didn't pull up. It's not like she ran there crying. She sped there and she she stopped at the gates. She didn't go to the beg.
1: She She stopped at the gates. She
0: said, (laughs) if you are sure. I'm sure they just said Papa, please. Papa, Doc, uh, Marie Denise is outside. (laughs) And I'm sure if they said your daughter is outside, the fact that she didn't enter, he he too, he must know what's up.
1: Yeah, Yeah, of course. Like you must you, 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 you know your
0: child, yeah. Like you know who you raised, like you know exactly who you raised, and um that is how Max Dominique was not shot. <laughs> the 19 young officers, all his friends were shot, and wow. Papa Doc made him shoot his friends. Wow, he made him shoot them, and in case they hesitated or did not obey, he had his own Tutomakut standing behind Dominique and the other senior officers he had brought.
1: I see stuff like this in like movies or TV shows like Breaking Bad I'm like, yeah, but no one's going to do that in real life. And here it is happening in real life.
0: What do I say? Fact stranger than fiction, always. Like honestly that like even when I read uh George R. R. Martin's books, mm-hmm. I just I see the inspiration from real history also random (laughs) so they bombed one of Papa Doc's enemies was in a somebody who tried to do a coup against him they bombed this house that he was supposed to be in and a black dog came out and they believe in voodoo so and they used to say that the guy could turn into a black dog so he ordered all the black dogs in Haiti to be killed (laughs) imagine if you own a black dog and now they're like oh you have to kill Roscoe Oh you have to kill Luna because she's a black dog. What? Mm. And that black dog might actually be Papa Doc's enemy. Come on.
1: I'm just be looking at my dog like damn, you have all this juice on you are just <laughs> here making me feed you for years. <laughs>
0: or <laughs> well, you know one of the people who was killed was a man called major harry tassie one of the 19 of dominique's friends and tassie had made the mistake of refusing to marry the Duvalier's youngest daughter simone she was deeply in love with him and she had aborted the child that they had conceived after he refused to marry her failure so spared dominique's life he sent dominique's and his daughter into exile and as soon as the plane took off apparently he started to regret it seriously so he just killed everyone around dominique he <laughs> killed the driver he killed the chauffeur he killed his bodyguards he arrested dominique's father and sent him to that scene for dimanche and the father died there from ill treatment or torture
1: i love how you didn't think too much about it. i just jumped into it like it's a normal response what? just killing everyone killed the driver Yeah,
0: like he was just like why did i let that guy go (laughs) like imagine okay your daughter has pulled up with a gun and Mm -hmm. you're like okay you you guys just get out just get i don't want to see your face like just go just go and you just see the plane taking off and you're like yay ah i should have killed him not taking my favorite child away from me (laughs) yeah man but that is the story of marie denise and dominique and how she pulled up on her dad with a Machine gun. Do you know what it is? I can't imagine opening your mouth and saying daddy, I will blow you to smithereens. Hey god. I can't even say daddy, pass juice. If I don't say please, my throat go hook. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> what She was actually supposed to succeed her father. Uh she came back because he got really sick. She's an Ada, so every girl here is an Ada, right? And um, for anyone who doesn't know, Ada is the firstborn daughter in an Igbo household. You want know, to the Edo version of Ada?
1: The mini version um are yeah <laughs> yeah i knew it
0: yeah, yeah but these are first daughters
1: is that your version
0: hmm. i don't think so man it's, it's actually,
1: nice to know. see it's nice to see your background no incl- your people not included in something for once i feel like we're everywhere
0: <laughs> gosh marie denise came back when her dad was sick and marie denise actually becomes a dictator by proxy
1: i love that far.
0: yeah this is when they say that she struts around the presidential palace in Dungarees with two guns on her shapely hips. <laughs> and by night, she swings into the El Rancho, Porto Prince's best hotel, saying that Marie Denise was faithful to her husband in her own fashion. What? Yeah, man. Now we're leaving Haiti and we are going to Italy. Let's go. Edda. Oh, let me tell you something about Edda and Mussolini. Mussolini loved Edda so much first of all she's his first child when she was born he requested to be there at her birth passed out (laughs) He passed out he fainted everyone used to say that Edda was his weak spot essentially Edda was the apple of his eye when she got married he kept following her car for hours and she had to stop the car and pull it over and tell her dad to turn back she was like so
1: adorable
0: and he cried he cried and said okay it's so italian fascist <laughs>
1: family love <Huh? laughs> It's fascist family love
0: also mussolini loved women the reason why edda's mom actually edda's mom was not very maternal so she was always closer to her dad even though he also wasn't very paternal but they understood each other but the reason why edda's mom actually married mussolini is because there was another woman called ida who had a baby a son for mussolini and edda's mom and ida that's the other woman who had a baby for Mussolini Mm -hmm. started racking according to Rachel so that's the Edda's mom who ends up being Mussolini's wife I'm going to say what Rachel said to her son Romano Ida threw herself at me in your father's room insulting me and screaming I am Mussolini's wife only I have the right to be at his side the soldiers there started to laugh wild with anger I lunged at her and grabbed her by the neck from his bed, looking like a mummy with bandages restraining his movements, Benito attempted to intervene, while a doctor and two nurses also tried their best to separate
1: us. So this is Ida and Rochelle?
0: Yes. So Ida is baby mama, and Rochelle is wife. Where is Edda? Edda is like a 3-4 year old summer so chilling. Because she was actually 5 years old when her parents got married. Okay. and when they got married Mussolini didn't even bother to show up they got, he got married by proxy
1: I love it Skype marriage
0: <laughs> he sent someone there to like just you know stand there so Edda was 5 years old when Mussolini and her mom Rachel got married and her brother Romano says my father had a weakness for her which he made no attempt to conceal they also say that Edda had his temperament energetic to the point of recklessness she resembled him physically too, and she was fascist as her father, like a serious fascist.
1: <laughs> Guys,
0: oh, not just was she a fascist, man. She dispensed summer with Hitler and Goebbels, wow. and she acted as the medium between Hitler and Mussolini.
1: This is a lot, mm-hmm. and this
0: she says, she says that. There was a degree, the degree of osmosis between my father and me was such that to please him and obey him, I learned how to do everything. I was the first Italian woman to drive a car and the first to wear trousers. Mussolini once said, I have managed to bend Italy, but I doubt I will ever be able to bend Edda's will.
1: That sounds like a good thing.
0: Her brother wrote, Even Hitler himself held her in high regard. Just were like,
1: Yo, we, we, we support strong women as long as they hate jewish people and black people
0: and everything and love fascism so she married so their marriage was called a marriage between the prince and princess of fascism edda and her husband the last name is Ciano. so i'm just gonna and they used to call him count Ciano. so i'm gonna say edda and count chiano they married in april on april 24th of 1930 it was decided that it was one of Rita's social occasions of the age Um, (laughs) it was a huge wedding all the fascists were there, they loved it their marriage was described as being very open, a free union and she had plenty men he had plenty women and they had three children together
1: you know it's funny like um, I remember there was this time I was reading about because I I love to like look at dictators and see if they have any um, grandkids or great grandkids that are alive now and Mussolini has a ton of grandkids that are just like thriving Italy. So He
0: has like, two granddaughters who are mayors. So he has one in the European, um, Kenny. Was that, was that European, not the European Union, but like the
1: European Union. Parliament?
0: Yes, yes. He has a granddaughter in the European Parliament. Um, who chose to keep her last name Mussolini instead of take her husband's last name, and she is considered one of the leaders of neo-fascism. In yeah, Italy. she's
1: like both. Like one of them, one of them was head of a different political party.
0: There's actually quite a few of them that are uh, politically engaged.
1: And it's interesting. Like there's no um, sort of at the back of their heads. Oh, our grand, our great-grandpapa was not a good man, and tried <laughs> to. They're like, yeah, he did what he had to do. Bro, even room. even hitler's
0: yeah. rumored grandson has portraits of him in his house in london Jeez. there's no uh, sense of maybe maybe no. shame Edda's son her, she had a son with uh, count Ciano called fabrizio and he wrote a personal memoir entitled quando il nono fisi fusiari papa which means when grandpa had daddy shots
1: and grandpa had what Daddy shot. When, Fair when grandpa yeah.
0: had daddy shots because yes Mussolini loved his daughter but still killed his son-in-law should I just go straight to when he oh. kills his son-in-law or should I talk about her love for Hitler because man it was crazy like she really loved Hitler she says I truly believe that Jews although charming personally and in small numbers represented a danger
1: that's the thing about fascism it's not really rooted in
0: and it I was delighted been. to be an Aryan
1: christ are the romans even Aryans? i guess the Hmm? sicilians were not when you
0: look at when you look at her she looks like she could have been on one of hitler youth posters just like very Aryan looking anyways in february 1943 mussolini dismissed his entire cabinet including Ciano, who had been his foreign minister that's count Ciano, Mm -hmm. her husband in july the Allies had breached Sicily, and the fascist Grand Council, which Ciano was a member of, thought, okay, like we're losing, we need to, you know, broker a peace with the Allies. Mussolini is going to lose, and Italy's going to fall. So, on July 24th, they dismissed Mussolini. The motion passed by a large margin 19 to 7, voting with the majority, Count Ciano. The next day, Mussolini went to work as if nothing had happened. He, literally, he was like, oh, that's cute. The king of Italy, Victor Emmanuel III, had Mussolini arrested and imprisoned. At that point, Edda was like, I'm dead, either way if my dad doesn't come out of this i'm dead if he does come out of this i'm dead this is not going to end well because now her husband has gone against her father a few months later german commandos rescued mussolini hitler went and rescued mussolini from the italian
1: uh, that's my boy yeah and
0: and they essentially set up his own puppet government on the shores of lake garda in northern Italy, which was called the italian social republic count Ciano. And the several other fascists who were part of the majority, those 19, were tried and sentenced to death. They were told to sit down in a chair and be shot in the back because they thought that that was death that was fitting for traitors.
1: For backstabbers.
0: Yeah, but Countiano swiveled his chair around and faced the bullets as they flew.
1: That's sexy. I (laughs) guess there's like a level of where you're super sure you're going to die and you just have to decide yeah you know what i'm not going to go out like a little beep
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah I must be so free
0: edda wrote i even believe that if he had been informed towards the end talking about her father that if her father had been informed towards the end that she had been killed he would have heaved a sigh of relief despite his deep affection for her oh yeah she said she loved her father and husband more than anyone else in the world but um she loved both of them even hitler <laughs> he said, <laughs> in her book she says that people prefer to say hitler goebbels i didn't know them but she prefers to say i knew them what they did was horrible but I knew them. I'm not going to pretend that I didn't know them. It's like everyone is in Europe now is pretending.
1: If you became the next Hitler, I don't know, like first of all, I'm just going to delete this podcast. That's the first thing. <laughs> and when, yes. they, when they say, when they say, well, what about the dirty lie podcast? I'll say that's a dirty lie. That never <laughs> and <they're not> existed. <laughs> that never that
0: existed. Adesua, so don't know her. Never heard that name. Never seen her before. What? Nope, not once. That's What's like, that like when people say I had a, a boyfriend in 2015. What? Mm. Ne- what no, no. Who, who's, no. That? What? who's that what no who I what me no. be. could have been someone else you didn't see me so yeah she actually escaped to switzerland uh dressed as a peasant woman her kids were already had already been you know taken to switzerland before she did and emilio pucci the famed designer helped her hide count chiano's war diaries and Every, all his political diaries in her clothing. Emilio Pucci obviously becomes huge, huge, huge designer after this. But at this point in time, he wasn't—he wasn't a biggin He was just a regular, schmegular friend of mm. Countess Edda I have a funny anecdote. Which is? So there's a story that uh, Winston Churchill was once talking to his son-in-law Vic Oliver, an entertainer who had married the Churchill's daughter Sarah, and Churchill did not like fake oliver in the least trying to make innocent conversation oliver asked churchill what figure in the war he admired the most and churchill answered mussolini astonished oliver asked why and churchill said according to legend because he had the courage to have his son-in-law shot
1: (laughs) yikes that's charming (laughs) what churchill was known for his exceptional charm and military strategy
0: Churchill, uh, have you seen the viral video that people keep sharing on Twitter about someone calling Churchill a racist and then uh, Piers Morgan getting his panties in a tight bunch
1: I mean, Churchill was extremely racist
0: Extremely? Like it's not even it's not even something that's like Oh, Up for coming- it's not,
1: yeah. yeah It's not subjective
0: Honestly, in choosing this topic it was very difficult for me to just choose three daughters. If anyone has free time I want you to check out Zoya caucescu her dad was mm. oh okay, yeah caucescu something like that her dad was a Romanian dictator when she got arrested she asked if her poodles could enter the van with her She was like I know you're taking me to jail they had just killed her dad and mom on live TV on Christmas Day and she was asking <laughs> okay but the poodles <laughs> and the poodles tag along <laughs> then she got to jail this is a, I, honestly i've kept reading the story and I, I was crying she got to jail and she was like um i only smoke imported cig what are, what are those <laughs> Zaya, Zaya,
1: I, hmm? I like her i like her a lot. it's like Bro, it's giving le- legally blonde but like
0: it's giving legally blonde but don't have dictator they said but she's not le- she was but she was a math scholar and a math PhD. She was incredibly mm-hmm. intelligent. I mean, I guess that is legally blonde. She was that's, that's legally like, blonde. That's yeah, she's actually very clever. Exactly as well. yeah. She was incredibly clever. They said she used to drink industrial levels of vodka. <laughs> like someone was like, she drinks like a fish, and they're like, no, she drinks industrial quantities of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> like, would be dangerous for a fish <laughs> to drink this water. Like it. be a fish would drown. <laughs> So we've gone to Haiti I didn't talk much about um, I just mentioned it in the In the beginning but Marie-Denise Actually apparently dated Mohamed Fayed, that is Dodi Fayyad's Dad mm-hmm. future owner of Harrods mm. He was friends With a couple who Was under FBI surveillance Because they were close friends with Oswald, the guy who shot JFK.
1: Mm. Lee Harvey.
0: Yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald. Bro, even, you know, the guy who they thought turned into a black dog. Duvalier actually found him at the end of the day and killed him. So all those and dogs died for nothing. All those dogs died for nothing. Killed him and his brother and gave Mohamed uh, Fayad the house. The oh, house wow. that the guy used to own. He was like, oh, this house just became available on the market. <laughs> and fired ran away from Haiti because uh, of money apparently when he left they realized the ports that he was in charge of their bank accounts were empty and they had been sending all the money to a Bank of Canada account under Fayed's name he also said wow. he was like a Kuwaiti they used to call him a Kuwaiti prince or a Kuwaiti sultan sheikh sheikh, Sheik, no sheikh Sheik, okay. so they used to call him sheikh Fired and then turned out he was not Kuwaiti he was Egyptian <laughs> just a lot of mess but anyways when i was reading that i was like i see why the queen felt funny about Mm,
1: dodie
0: because this man was under cia surveillance in the 60s they thought he was an egyptian spy or he was actually like some cia wires show that he was probably an egyptian spy also tried to get into marie denise's pants but they said that uh, Francois Duvalier would have shot himself with his own hand before allowing one of his children to marry a foreigner. So <laughs>
1: It's funny because um, had like now I'm a billionaire and he kind of figured it out in the end after spending decades swindling people
0: and living living a very interesting life so saddam hussein had like five children from his first wife um his daughters Raghad and rana were married to brothers called hussein kamil and saddam kamil yes his daughter's husbands were called saddam and hussein i i don't no. yeah i mean so,
1: popular names i imagine
0: but for your husbands to be called saddam and hussein and your father's name is saddam hussein is really crazy but hussein was actually not even saddam's actual last name that's just a whole nother thing anyways Raghad was her father's first daughter she looks a bit like saddam when Raghad and hussein got married so she married the older camel brother they had five children three sons and two daughters hussein kamil was promoted speedily by saddam hussein saddam loved can i i can't really say saddam loved hussein so i'm going to say saddam loved camel the older camel so this is ryker's husband saddam loved his son-in-law he promoted him to a general he was in charge of iraq's wmd program so that's the Weapons program. He presided over the chemical, biological, and nuclear weapons of Iraq. Mm -hmm. Um, He was considered an obvious candidate to be the next dictator. Mm. He would therefore butt heads with Saddam's older son, Uday Hussein. Saddam's sons, Uday and Qusay, hated the Camel brothers. Mm I mean, they
1: um, hated everyone. That's it.
0: i am being honest. When Uday Hussein shot his uncle in the leg so many mm. times that the leg had to be amputated, the Camel brothers thought, okay, these Hussein brothers are completely tapped and can actually kill us and get away with it. Because mm. if you shoot your dad's brother and everyone is like, ooh, Uday, you've been a naughty boy, mm. you can definitely shoot your brother in law.
1: And, and don't personalize it
0: and they won't back an eyelid so the camel brothers decided to Jappa they formed a convoy including mercedes sedans gm pickup trucks and military vehicles and drove from baghdad to the jordanian capital of amman as soon as they got to amman they went to meet with king hussein yeah you're right man this hussein is the third hussein (laughs) they go to meet with king hussein of jordan and it was a very brief meeting where they ask him for asylum and king hussein already knew about iraq's first family especially about uday hussein the psychopath and so the the king said and he said to journalists I think this is a family in crisis and I'm going to keep them away. He didn't say this part, but I think he's like, I'm going to keep them away from their psycho brother-in-law. Like they have reason to fear. Saddam Hussein gets pissed. He's like, they ran away because they're traitors. And he sends none other than Uday to go and meet the king of Jordan and demand that the traitors be returned home with their wives and children. (laughs) Now the king says no. He's like, I'm trying to save them from you. I'm not sending them back home. They're under my protection. Bill Clinton gets involved and he vows to protect Jordan from any retaliation by Saddam Hussein, saying that what the king was doing by sheltering the fleeing camels and their wives was an act of real courage. Now, Saddam Hussein sent assassins to kill Hussein Kamel and his brother Saddam Camel. However, these assassins were thwarted in their plans. So the family gets moved to a fortified farm in Nauru, which is like on the outskirts of Aman. They're living in a fortified farm, the two husbands, the two wives, and the nine children. They move with about a group of 30, so I'm sure they have their mates. You know, these people are not gonna leave without their help, <laughs> let's be real but they are bored, they are restless, and they are stressed. People didn't actually believe Hussein Kamel had actually defected. They thought maybe he was a trick, like the international community just didn't buy it. They were like, he was living a soft life. He was head of the WMD program. Saddam loves this guy. Why would he leave? And he expected the world to embrace him with open arms. He starts singing like a canary. Calls the MI5, calls the CIA he's like yo who wants to hear about this i know everything about our weapons program in iraq and i'm willing to tell you everything you want to know this man is singing, all. Oh, goes on tv and says saddam is a dictator he's a bad guy and we're gonna get him removed and uh that's like you know cnn is interviewing him he's getting mm-hmm. radio play for a couple of weeks and people are like they get bored yeah they get bored and the iraqi opposition that was outside of iraq did not trust him and also held him responsible for a lot of killings so they're like we're not even gonna work with this guy so he didn't get support from the opposition he didn't get support from the international community so his wife comes to him and is like let's try and go home (laughs) anybody who knows anything about history would have told them that this is a dumb Dumb, dumb idea saddam <coughs> starts missing oh I, no actually what do you think is gonna happen
1: they'll go home they'll have tea they'll talk to saddam or they'll come in and be like this guy even running your mouth but you know what we're family and that's what family do and then they'll sit down together laugh about it and that'll be the end I feel like that's what's going to happen yeah. i like is that, that you happen? think
0: that of, of course not of course not. Raghad and Rana's mom, Sajida, this is Saddam's first wife, flies to Jordan to give them a personal guarantee from Saddam himself that they would not be harmed if they come home. Saddam himself went out and promised that the brothers could come home with no penalty. He said they would be treated like ordinary Iraqi citizens if they came home.
1: That's not a good That's not it. In good a sense, they
0: were because an ordinary Iraqi should defy and betray Saddam.
1: Yeah.
0: Off with your head. <laughs> a,
1: that should have been enough.
0: And that should have been enough to tell them, chill out. But they didn't. So they decided, you know what? After six months away in Jordan, they go back to Iraq. The king of Jordan gives them limousines to take them home. He's like, okay. Bye bye. At the border, at the Jordanian Iraqi border, shortly after midnight on February 21st, 1996, Uday Hussein is there to meet his family that are coming back. First thing first, he separates the wives from their husbands.
1: <laughs>
0: He's like, Hi, darling sisters. Yes, sisters, take your kids. Be gone. Takes the camel brothers to the presidential palace in Baghdad. Where they were ushered to see Saddam. Saddam was there with a judge, and divorce papers. He was like, "Hi, some in-laws. You're about to be ex-in-laws. Just sign on the dotted line."
1: Multiple exes like, alive.
0: Yeah, and they were like, "No, we're not signing. We don't want to divorce our wives." And he's like, "Okay, go to your house. Go home. Don't go back and meet my daughters. Go to your father's house." When they went to the father's house. Saw a massacre. I didn't see a massacre. The dad was there. Everybody was there. Everybody was there to meet them. Oh, okay. And Saddam was home, fuming, apparently drunk, and mad for revenge. And psyched up a small army with Uday and Kusei, his sons, and told them to head to the villa where the Kamals were they went there and apparently took a what's that thing called that loudspeaker thing divorce my megaphone Uday is like divorce my sister and the camels are like hell no they open Hmm. fire they execute every single person who was in the building apparently Uday didn't even take a part in the shooting he just chilled in his car and waited for them to call him to tell him that the Kamal brothers were dead and Uday Hussein apparently stood out stood up and spat on Hussein Kamal's corpse. Wow. Afterwards Saddam claimed that he didn't wish for the killings, but it's it's that's not true. He not just wished them, he ordered them. Raghad gave an interview with her sister rana after this to a correspondent for the london sunday times and rana said their mom Sejida was so stricken that she bent over as if a huge weight had just landed on her shoulders when they said their husbands had been killed she said that her daughter's catastrophe had broken her back rana said that she collapsed on a sofa and stayed like that for the next seven days unable to talk eat or drink all she could do was breathe and cry because her former self had died
1: yeah pretty much
0: her father and brothers had killed her husband and the father of her children Raghard, on the other hand the older daughter said if i told you what had happened was correct or acceptable i would not be accurate however she says that the way they left the country wasn't right but the outcome of their return was a hundred percent wrong she said that Mm. running away from the problem was not the correct way when they asked her if she was upset with her father for murdering her husband and her sister's husband it appears that her devotion to her father was too great to truly allow for this she said that her father had been advised by people who did not truly care for their family and he listened to the wrong advice so after the fall of Iraq, the brothers Uday and Qusay are obviously killed. But Raghad and Rana are living. They go back to Jordan. Raghad is on the interposed list as of
1: today. Okay. Nice.
0: Good for him. <laughs> she. Good for uh, her. She, sorry. Yeah, good for her. They put her on the list for apparently inciting and funding ISIS iraqi insurgents she's also on iraq's most wanted list and it's like her and isis fighters and al-qaeda fighters and like mm-hmm. raghaj sude and Hussein.
1: it's so weird it's like you have all this money and finally free why would you spend any of it pushing isis especially after the life you've seen i guess well because
0: isis wasn't isis in the beginning right the ISIS, them in the beginning? yeah because they were iraqi insurgents fighting right it, it really grows into a terrorist organization over time and a lot of people have responsibility in isis becoming isis you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it wasn't always isis in the beginning i'm not entirely sure to be honest if they were already isis when uh when, when she was supporting them but yeah that is Raghard. they called her the the terror godmother. mother she does say that she would have wished for another life she would have wished to be born into a normal family
1: i mean that's very clear a family oh, yeah. is full of people that can die or kill at any second.
0: A family friend of the Hussein said that they have a very strange relationship in that family. They can kill each other very easily, but they can also speak to each other in very gentle words.
1: That doesn't hmm? that, that, that's not I'm sorry, but that those two things are don't balance up the skill.
0: Like what? Yeah, what?
1: There's no redeeming that's not a redeeming factor, being able to speak gently to someone. The ups, yeah. On the on the downside, you might kill them if you're any bad. Money. I don't really see it.
0: Yeah, she lives the life of the filthy rich in Amman in Jordan. Um, always like buying expensive stuff. I think at one time she did like a jewelry line with something dedicated to her father and something dedicated to her husband. She says that um, when they asked her if she was prepared to see her father put to death when he was found guilty. Um, after the invasion of Iraq, she says, This is the toughest question a daughter could be asked about her father. This is the toughest question I could be asked. My father is dear to me even more than my children. I can tell you that he is definitely more dear to me than my children. She said this twice. <laughs> she said, In case you misheard me.
1: But it did, man.
0: No, this is um, for he was hung
1: oh okay fair enough
0: how can you say twice on tv
1: that's how she really felt
0: she said it and then i think she thought about it. she said definitely more dear than my children <laughs> the
1: father that you know, killed now, now now that i think about it it's not even close i definitely <laughs> prefer him to my kids i mean i don't like the kids that much they're weird they're messy They as, smell kind as of
0: jordan though. said f those kids <laughs> Mm-mm. okay well that is our episode that is our episode are you a daddy's um, girl I'd like to hear from you from one daddy's girl to other daddy's girls out there around the world I would love love to hear from you did you like this episode what do you think about it do people tell you you look like your dad or you act like your dad do they call you a spitting image of your daddy daddy's girls
1: what am I a daddy's girl I'm not
0: you're not a daddy's girl not particularly so what are you a mommy's boy
1: I'm not not really a mommy's boy either they're both cool I don't know my mom listens yeah. to
0: this episode and she's gonna hear me say i'm a daddy's guy she's just gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> you think everyone remember review like subscribe see you next week
1: don't forget about the live show um so just register and you know get seats or placements or figure out the dates show up early yeah. so you can you know.
0: it's free it'll be fun you can have a drink with us bye-bye
1: bye guys